let's go ahead and uh, kick it off. So thank you guys for joining us here. Thank you for um, being here, Disruption Joe. Um, I know that... Thanks for having me. I know you guys are uh, all busy and that there's a lot going on, but uh, this is something that we saw come across our feed and was like, dang, this is uh, this is pretty slick. So we wanted to bring Disruption Joe on to talk about uh, Gitcoin passports. Um, but before we do that, Disruption Joe, who are you? What's what's going on in your life? How did you how did you wind up um, where you're at? Yeah, so I've been with Gitcoin since uh, mid 2020 uh, for a few rounds of Gitcoin grants. I was running the operations and then. Uh, moved over to the Dow. I was the first one to leave the company and go work for the Dow in <laughs> August of last year. And then uh, since then, I've been uh, running the fraud detection defense work stream, which is responsible for all things fraud, uh, basically the Sybil user moderation and then grant moderation, like eligibility policy and enforcement. Um, and just try and maintain like credible neutrality in all those processes as much as we possibly can. And now uh, we have Passport coming, which is going to make uh, both of those things uh, quite a bit easier. So very excited to be here. Awesome. Uh, and so what is uh, what is Gitcoin? For anyone who doesn't know, I think everybody here on this call probably has a pretty good understanding. But for people who are new to, new to the sphere, what is Gitcoin? What's its MO? Yeah, the simple thing is that Gitcoin is a place for people to uh, get coins. It started with developers with bounties in 2017 and then uh, had a few experiments where we tried things with NFTs called kudos. Uh, we saw the mistake in the one-to-one -one thing with uh, bounties not being the only way people earn and started to experiment with different grant things. And we started uh, Gitcoin Labs. And then in 2019, the Gitcoin grants model based on quadratic funding from Vitalik and Weil and Hitzig, uh, that model really started to kick off. And uh, as of now, we've done about 65 million in open source funding through uh, the grants program and bounties, though the grants and uh, are the vast majority of it over the bounties and hackathons. But either way, you can go to Gitcoin.co and check it out. Uh, recently, we actually disaffiliated the company from the DAO entirely. So all the Gitcoin assets are owned by uh, the DAO. And the hackathons and bounties platform is now separated to a thing called Web3 Events Co, uh, which is fully separate. The DAO will be driving the grants and passport products. Dang, I didn't know you guys had distributed $65 million. That's awesome. And so... Um, so you've been doing all of that, like distributing that 65 million across all of the different like entities and to all the different entities. Um, I guess, how did that lead you to like passports? What, what was the impetus for you setting up the Gitcoin passports? Well, I think a lot of you are probably running into this if you're in DAOs that like you're trying to make these collective decisions with people about something that's valuable, uh, money, whether we print it out of thin air or not. Uh, as we make these decisions, there's all kinds of incentives around it. And you're trying to make a fair mechanism. So the mechanisms that we had before are basically a thing called like one person, one vote, which is our ideal where everybody kind of has an opportunity for a fair say. And then there's like one dollar, one vote, which is uh, generally leads to more plutocratic outcomes. Um, 
unfortunately, we don't have a really great way to scale over the internet. One person, one vote, because people can come up with fake bot profiles. Uh, they can pay other people to participate. So when we started this idea of, or started implementing quadratic funding, what we realized was we only had a short time before civil uh, attacks and collusion attacks were going to be a problem. In the first seven rounds, we ran on mainnet, and the gas was a little bit higher for most of those rounds. As soon as we put in ZK uh, Sync on the layer two, we started seeing the civil attacks come because really what they're trying to do is if you have $10 uh, to donate, it counts as uh, the square root of that amount. So why wouldn't you split that into 10 $1 donations, which are each the square root of one is one. Uh, so you'd get a lot higher credit towards the overall way the matching pool is allocated. Um, this fundamental problem of what they call civil attacks, civil resistance that we're trying to provide to the systems is really about saying, if we're going to make a collective decision, how do we know that each entity that participates represents one individual, one unique human, or one unique identity. Um, so we've been working hard at figuring it out. And we realized as we we're building the Grants2 protocol that we need something that not only does what we did on a centralized database before, which was aggregating um, multiple providers, we'd let you connect to Bright ID, to Proof of Humanity, to Google, to Twitter, as many points as we could. Uh, now we're saying, why don't we take these and put them onto a mutable data store that the person consents to uh, that's actually a decentralized mutable data store through Ceramic and allow anyone in the community to build stamps for this. These are the passport itself is a DID, uh, which enables verified credentials to go in there. And now we're in the process saying, okay, we have all the, the stamps that we used to have from our centralized version now. Uh, what other stamps can we get? So we're in the process of ideating around which stamps would be most high signal and useful. Uh, these might be ideas, anything from, well, if we can verify Twitter, why can't we verify that they have at least a thousand followers? Because that would be a strong signal. Um, if we can validate, you know, that they have a GitHub, can we validate that they have X number of repositories, followers, dates uh, since like their account was created? And so there's a lot of different ways you can go with that all the way to, hey, we don't know if WorldCoin's all that great or ethical or we don't particularly like KYC, but taking a hash of one of those to verify that it's not the same person using it twice, um, that's a great stamp to put in that isn't privacy uh, ready and, and it can't dox like a user. So, and they would have to consent to it, you know, every one of these stamps is explicit consent. Then on the other side, we're, we're looking through my work stream at measuring this. We're scoring all these stamps. Stamps are a lot of data that's very easily publicly available and consented to. Um, we're saying what are the models we can use that are most likely to predict who's going to be civil, who's not. What models can we use to say, you know, this one is so strong that they don't. We don't even need to. Uh, try to predict. We're going to let them go ahead with a full voice in our voting system. Um, with with the passport, then that's a second component. There's the passport that the user has, and then there's the passport that any DAP developer would use, which we like to call the reader or the scorer. 
And that allows you to create any score you want. As a dApp developer, you would say, well, we're going to trust FDD's score that they make from these stamps. And as long as they say that they're a human, then we just want to know that they also have X amount of credit in Coordinate or they hold an ENS and also do this. So you can kind of roll your own model either built on top of ours that should be, you know, hopefully we keep a best in class kind of uniqueness score, or you could roll your own entirely and compete with us uh, to have the best model out there. So it opens it up entirely to everybody. So in that regard, is there going, like, do you visualize or envision a, a scoring marketplace kind of thing to like where it's like, okay, well, uh, it looks like Gitcoin gives these guys a, a B minus or I don't know what your scores are. Is it, are they litter or are they uh, number based? A great way to think about this is we're disseminating like value, the way algorithms disseminate value on a social or disseminate information on a social network. And imagine if people were upset with what information was coming to them, they could just plug in a different uh, vendor's Sybil score, uh, whatever score it is that you want. Um, realistically, there's three components of the Grants2 protocol. There's an identity, who's the person, uh, and it's not even about who are they. It's about are they unique in relation to the others. Uh, there's the Grants Registry which you would interface with through the Grants Hub. This is where all the projects are requesting funding. And then there's a round manager's interface for the pools of funds that are looking to be distributed. And there's kind of four levers you have there. Uh, one is there's got to be a, a score that you can use to programmatically filter out or put a coefficient in front of like how much voice somebody has. And we want to be unopinionated as to what that is from the protocol, but we want to make it so the one that we're using for our Gitcoin main community round that's guided by the GTC holders is the best that we know there to be. You know, our data science work can say, hey, here's a unique human score that we're going to use for ours. You're welcome to use for your community as well. But the protocol is completely unopinionated to that. And then you have the same thing for uh, being able to uh, include a grant in a round if you're a round owner. Uh, what mechanism you use for grant discoverability on your UI, of course. And then the who, who can participate, of course, like for many grants. So, and, and you can even roll your own funding mechanism. So let's say you don't want to use quadratic funding. One of the uh, systems that we are building right now with Optimism is their retroactive public goods funding model uh, using quadratic voting. So there's lots of different ways to do this. They won't all depend on donations. All we're trying to do is maximize the number of permutations that are possible by the community. And then my group is looking at, well, which one ended up best? Who's super happy with how they allocated capital? And what were they doing in their model to uh, make sure those input components were correct? Awesome. I, I love I love the um, the eye to modularity there. Um, one thing that I'm that I'm thinking about, like as we're talking about this in connection with Coordinate, is um, we're planning on adding strategies at some point in the future to where we could potentially say, 
hey, if you have a civil score or, or whatever of uh, above some threshold, then you could automatically be eligible to contribute to this circle. Um, and that could that civil score could be could be juiced based on um, the tokens that they held. So if they held um, like if we we're doing a, a bankless one, for example, like if you held um, 35k bank, like you'd be a level one member, and so you'd have some some threshold of uh, civil resistance there. But then if you also had any of the other uh, NFTs or, or things that are affiliated with bankless that have kind of come out of there, like those could also contribute to that civil score. Is that uh, a right way to kind of think about this, Joe? Yeah, uh, each one of those uh, stamps you might think of as a binary data point. Um, so any DID uh, or passport has a bunch of ones and zeros along the line of do they have this or do they not have that? Now, you on the score end can choose to assign any individual stamp uh, waiting however you would like to. So you could say, um, for example, like a decision tree um, let this person participate if they have a score, a civil score from FDD above X and have a whatever coordinate NFT. Uh, then you could also say then, and I want to weight them in this decision. And this would be part of the funding mechanism algorithm. Like if this person has those two things, then query to see if the person, how much bank they hold or whatever community is token and then assign them a proportional weight. And that would be uh, part of your custom funding algorithm. But absolutely, you could do that. And that could be for a funding decision or just for weight in a decision or vote on anything. That's awesome. Um, so as we, as we kind of go through that, so what would the process be? And I, I know we kind of want to walk through like uh, the the layers of the Gitcoin passport and of the stamp. So how do you, how do you demarcate something as a stamp? So it's not just like querying the chain, is it right? Um, it's, it's something along the lines of, yeah, thanks for dropping the uh, docs there into the chat, but would you mind walking us through like, what is the process for, um, say, like if coordinate says, all right, we want, everyone who is in a circle to get a stamp or we want everyone who's a circle admin to get a stamp what is the what's the process for doing that so the first thing you would want to do is of course uh check out those uh docs and look at integrating a new stamp it's the bottom one on the left and the you know you can enable a stamp you can submit a pr for our passport or you could fork the whole passport protocol and start doing your own set of stamps. Um, the, the best is probably at this point, um, just submitting a PR for a stamp. For example, like from the user experience side, when I set up my passport, uh, if you haven't done one yet, you can do it right now. It takes like minutes. There's a big button for connect to your Twitter and then OAuth comes up and once you've verified, uh, that you own it by signing in, then you have that stamp in there forever. Uh, stamp is a moment in time that something has been validated. Um, yeah, but it can't be used twice across two stamps because they all run through hashes, so it'll check to see if there's doubles. Okay. Um, so, yeah, 
And so, uh, to that effect, is this a soul bound, um, are passports soul bound? So like if I, for some reason, start my authentica authentication process with a, um, certain address and, and for some reason I want to change that, like I started it with an Argent wallet and then Argent decides to be difficult or, and I want to move to rainbow or to a, to some other wallet, like what is my option? <laughs> in that uh world can i swap those uh passports to wallets or are they set yeah when somebody uh, starts dusting you from tornado tornado cash yeah, um right <laughs> the uh <clears throat> so right now we don't have the social recovery um built in per se but the idea is you could start a stamp and um or start uh, a passport and it's about like are these things like duplicates in there or it's also time-based so social recovery is kind of like the future of where this could go but at this point it's more about just getting those stamps in there at a time frame that makes sense right like so like if one of the like if this twitter account is being exchanged back and forth between two passports that's going to be a bad signal and like from the gitcoin side and like what we're doing from fdd like i mean the protocol itself is just out there letting people do these things and that's intentional it's like it doesn't it doesn't have opinion even to what's right and wrong in terms of like reusing a stamp or so forth because that's just more data for us the idea is to be able to implement systems that are more like what Counter-Strike does with hackers, where they can only play against other hackers, rather than trying to create a system that like stops hackers from playing at all. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that's that's super interesting. Um, I like I like the I like the the uh, the social recovery on the forefront on the horizon. I think that that's something that is. Uh, super desirable like I, I love that about the argent wallets it, it kind of was my first uh real wallet if that makes sense just because I'm, I'm such a klutz and i forget things all the time and i lose things and so i was like i need something that if i lose these keys i'm not going to lose my life savings kind of thing um so uh i think that that was kind of came about to the end of my uh questions that i had for you joe is there uh Anything from our guys like MetaDreamer, Loris, Crab, Spider, Ivy, Livy, you guys have any questions for um, for Joe? You're all still muted. There we go. I don't have a question per se, but anytime I, I start to think about these reputation mechanisms, I'm just... I understand the use case for like Web3, but like how I've observed people in like real life use reputations, they they still very heavily rely on networking and human connection. Um, and any reputation is like if I know you in real life or if you're a friend of a friend, that's going to be carry more weight than any like profile. Um, so I just start to wonder like for you know, the future of the world and like, are we <laughs> going to use systems like these? But that's just me. That's an awesome thing to bring up. I think we've thought about that a lot. And there's two concepts that I think are really key to how we think about that. One is an intentional switch from like 
bounded to unbounded uh, modeling for how we score and think about these things. What we're looking for is uniqueness. So uh, imagine if there's three people who have a Google account attached and one person who has a Facebook account attached, a score might give more weight automatically to the Facebook than Google because it's more unique of a thing. And then if you were to have somebody who had a Facebook and an ENS, that's even more unique. And by using a long binary set of like data, we're not actually being opinionated about any of them because like we all had the urge to be very opinionated and say like, of obviously proof of humanity is better than a Twitter. You know, it's so easy to make a fake one or like a Gmail account. Um, yeah, but those are going to be common. So what we're looking at is like measuring uniqueness and like social distance in the algorithms. Another idea that is key to thinking about this is the idea of like taking these stamps and making them meaningful. So when we unbound it, we change the incentive you have now. If you went to Gitcoin now to get your matching bonus, you want to do the four things that you can quickest do to get max bonus, and then you're done. Uh, with the unbounded, they're going to want to continue getting stamps over and over. And what we want to enable is a community that wants to like socially flex with their stamps. Uh, similar idea behind like NFT usage, but like who's going to go out there and make a meta stamp where you can get an NFT that's actually valuable, but then also get your stamp. So you forever hold it even after you sell the NFT. That's super cool. But it's maybe like the 2021 like public goods crusader where you donated every single round on Gitcoin. You bought a pool NFT. You, you got your rainbow rolls. And if you did all of those things, then you can get this stamp. So it opens up a whole like other ecosystem of meta stamp creators that assign meaning and some of the meaning that I think you're referring to there, Ivy. Apologies if you've already kind of went over this and I missed it, but um, how are new possible stamps like made available? Like a coordinate stamp, for example. Yeah. So if you go to the docs at the bottom left, I put them in the chat there. There's integrated stamp and it's pretty easy. Like it's meant to be like stripe level easy, like a few lines of code and you can uh, do this. Uh, same for the reader. Like if you want to roll your own algorithm for how you score the stamps. And then of course you could go to the GitHub and just fork the code entirely and start your own thing where you're the arbiter of which stamps are made or not. Cause of course we control the PRs uh, behind ours. So it's fully open source and kind of protocol on its own. Um, <clears throat> but it's, yeah, it's very easy. I'd suggest like just dropping a PR in and we'll be cool. improving it really fast because we just want more data in the piece. Yeah. But, but also, um, do you have, if we made a coordinate stamp, would that show up as a possible stamp like Twitter and everything else for everyone? Or, um, you know, you see where I'm going, like, will there be a point where there'll be too many to show everyone all the time or something like that? Yeah. Um, users are probably going to get the stamps that are most relevant to them. And uh, if I were thinking through coordinate right now, one of the first things I would do is like, I'd want to class behaviors in the way I made stamps. So you might have multiple uh, stamps, not just one. Uh, the first thing would be just for somebody to verify that they have a coordinate uh, setup. 
Uh, the second one would be to say, I have a cord and ape and I have earned X amount of dollars, or maybe I have a cord and ape and I've gotten, you know, commentary on this, you know, this many times, you know, things that are very human things to have happened. Um, there's amounts, uh, number of network connections, a number of weeks with network connections alive, like longest streak. You know, so you can think of lots of different ways you could stamp this that would all be useful. Cool. And uh, I guess I'm also curious about like, how are those going to be organized in the passport in the future? Um, if you don't know much about the user yet, are you going to be able to like, just search for possible stamps or what? Yeah, like what we want to do with uh, using our like uh, crowdsourcing of data science is just find meta stamps that have high meaning and continually across multiple communities come through without errors. Um, so we, we have a process of human evaluation review that we use things called gold stars and poison pills to make sure that our reviewers are somewhat accurate. And then we can assign that to like community level. So it's kind of like, uh, we're not going to decide. We just want to see if lots of different communities who assess all think that you're good. <laughs> and then um, we can do that. It's kind of like ensembling or meta modeling off of other communities. So we're aggregator, both of the stamp and the model. Sweet. So along along that line, like, <clears throat> is there a uh, future that you envision where it's like you put in your address and then automatically any stamps that have that, like, that any 